0: Coming up on 5-Minute News. Neglected residents and rotten food found at Canadian care homes. FBI investigating death of black man after footage shows white officer kneeling on his neck. And presidential transition planning is underway. It's Wednesday, May 27. I'm Anthony Davis. Canadian troops deployed to long-term care homes, overwhelmed by coronavirus outbreaks, found neglected and malnourished residents, rotten food and insect infestations, and a blatant disregard for critical safety protocol, according to a bombshell report from the country's armed forces. Military medics were dispatched to long-term care facilities in Quebec and Ontario in late April, with aim of blunting COVID-19 outbreaks among vulnerable populations. Soldiers deployed to five of Ontario's worst-hit care homes encountered rotten food, cockroaches and residents in soiled diapers, according to the report published on Tuesday. At one facility, residents had not been bathed in weeks At another, staff made derogatory or inappropriate comments directed at residents Neglect or resident hygiene and health, often leading to infection, was documented at all facilities At one point, patients were observed crying for help With staff not responding for 30 minutes to over two hours, the report said Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister said, on reading the deeply disturbing report, I had obviously a range of emotions of anger, of sadness, of frustration, of grief. It is extremely troubling, and as I've said from the very beginning of this, we need to do a better job of supporting our seniors in long-term care right across the country through this pandemic and beyond. Long-term care homes in Canada, many of which are privately run, have been hit the hardest by the pandemic, with residents making up nearly eight out of ten COVID-19-related deaths across the country. The report chronicled widespread burnout among staff, a number of whom hadn't seen family in weeks. The military also found numerous examples of staff showing little knowledge of how to properly wear personal protective equipment when dealing with coronavirus cases. Meanwhile, the Canadian military said that some 36 members working in long-term care homes in Ontario and Quebec have become sick with COVID-19. The FBI and authorities in Minnesota have launched investigations into the death of an African-American man after an incident captured on video in which a white Minneapolis police officer knelt on his neck as he lay on the ground. In the footage, the man, later identified as George Floyd, can be heard to shout, I cannot breathe, and don't kill me. He then grows motionless, eyes closed, face first on the ground. The incident was condemned by political leaders and social justice advocates. For five minutes, we watched as a white officer pressed his knee to the neck of a black man, the Minneapolis mayor said in a press conference. For five minutes, this officer failed in the most basic human sense. Floyd should not have died, Frey added, apologising to the family and the black community in Minneapolis. The incident happened late on Monday when officers responded to a call from a grocery store that claimed Floyd had used a forged cheque. When located in his car, police said he physically resisted officers while possibly under the influence of drugs or alcohol. Floyd was believed to be in his 40s. In a press conference on Tuesday, the Minneapolis Police Department confirmed he died a short time after the medical incident after being transported to hospital. In the video footage, witnesses can be heard shouting at officers to get off Floyd's neck. One yells, bro, he's not even moving. Another witness says, did you kill him? On Tuesday afternoon, Frey announced that four police officers had been fired. Outrage continued to grow on Tuesday locally and online The Mayor of St Paul, Melvin Carter, called the footage of a defenceless, handcuffed man One of the most vile and heartbreaking images he had ever seen The NBCA said the officers' names will be released after initial interviews with the people involved and witnesses It also confirmed FBI officials were conducting a separate federal civil rights investigation At the request of Minneapolis police The 2020 presidential election is more than five months away, so it may seem a bit early to think about, much less prepare for, a possible presidential transition. But under law and behind the scenes, that's just what the Trump administration and staffers for the presumptive Democratic nominee Joe Biden have begun to do. Since 2008, Congress has approved laws formalising the process and ensuring there is buy-in from the two major candidates, even at this stage of the campaign. And it's not too early, according to David Marchik, who directs the Centre for Presidential Transition. A transition project is a huge, huge undertaking, whether President Trump wins re-election or whether former Vice President Biden wins, he says. If Biden wins, he'll need to appoint 4,000 people, 1,200 of whom need to get confirmed. If Trump wins re-election, Marchik says, history shows that almost half of the officials in office at the second inauguration leave within six months. Part of the reason for all of the advanced work is that a transition is a vulnerable time for government. So they wanted to move up the preparations so that a president-elect has a group of people that have already gotten their security clearances and are ready to go. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News with your preferred podcast app, ask your smart speaker, or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Please leave a review on iTunes Podcasts or Amazon. 5 Minute News is an independent production covering politics, inequality, health and climate. Delivering unbiased, verified and truthful world news daily.